You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, I hope that you're richly blessed today as you're scattered on mission. I am in Jackson as I'm recording this. You'll be hearing this a little bit later, but I'm at the Mississippi Baptist Convention with a really good friend of mine today. I bumped into a pastor that I've looked up to for 25 years, and so I want to introduce you to Ken Hester. Ken, thanks for coming today, man. I am delighted to be here. I really am. All right, so Ken is the pastor of First Baptist Church, Pontotoc. How long have you been there? I've been there 20 years. been 20 years in January. Okay, so Ken, I don't know if you realize what a mess you made or an impression I guess but when I was a college student at Gulf Shore Baptist Assembly and you you would come in to preach absolutely man I just I don't know I locked into you in in that season of my life and I've looked up to you ever since in fact uh, church family you might know that when brother Hogan called and asked if I would consider uh, coming to Carville Ken's one of the people that I called mm, 20 years ago that. to say Ken what do you think I should do yeah. and so you've been a source of counsel and wisdom for me mm-hmm. and I, I want to thank you for that oh man my pleasure so uh, church family while you're scattered I just want you to hear um, just a few words from a mentor of mine so Ken what have you been what have you been teaching in in Pontotoc these days at First Baptist that you could pass on to Carterville for us? Well, before I go into that, Carterville needs to know what an impact you've made on my life as well. And so the probably, joy... Probably negative. No, 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 no. The, the, joy, the, the joy of long-standing Christian brothers struggling together is a blessing. Awesome. Because you don't have to kind of Whenever we get together, we don't we don't have to rehearse or introduce anything. We can automatically pick up where we left off. And even though we don't see each other on a regular basis like every week or so, there's that automatic, it's just a continuation. And I think Christians need that. Just people, long-standing people that will hold you accountable, long-standing friendships that are on a deep level. Awesome. And... Um, and, and just to encourage each other, and you've been that for me over the years, and so uh, and still are that for me. The uh, what I've been teaching is in the book of Nehemiah, and it reads like for me a manual on how to live a life that's really worth living. Awesome. Um, chapter one, it, it's, it's really about understanding that life's bigger than yourself, that, that it's it's more than just your what you want. I mean, Nehemiah was fine. He was in the citadel. He was a cupbearer for the king. He had it. But he recognized that there was needs, and God opened that up for him. Chapter 2 is about the fact that how, and he would say this, Nehemiah said this over and over and over, how the hand of the Lord was on me. And if we're going to live a life worth living, we've got to have the Lord. And Amen. he's got to open doors for us. And he's got to, he can do stuff in our life that we can't do. And, and so we've got to have that. I think chapter 3, it's, I mean, again, these build on one another. But chapter 3 is about collaboration or interdependence or synergy, whatever the, you know, yeah, the word right. is uh, today. But how we need each other. And, and amateurs. We're used to build. Uh, Priests were used to build. Uh, some people, my favorite guys, two favorite guys. Um, one of my favorite guys is that he built the dung gate, and so uh, I just love it. He goes, "I'll take the toilet," you know, and it sounds like my job. And he needed somebody needed to do that, and he did that. Awesome. And 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 he and he took great pride in that. And this other guy. Toward the end of, of chapter three, his his name was um, Barak, and it means blessed, as you know. And so, and and he did it with great enthusiasm. Yeah, and he's just 
And what do you, you know what he's doing? He's putting a, a brick on top of another yeah. brick. And, and he's doing it with great enthusiasm. It was so much. It's, it, yeah. He did it so much that how many years ago was that, right? And we're still studying about the guy today. Yeah. And I don't know who was more blessed, the guys who were working around him, the guys who were working with him, or us because of the work he did on the wall way back then just laying a brick. Yeah. Now, that speaks to me, you know. Um, I, you know, if, if you think about it, and this is a good word, I think, for um, for anybody at Carterville who's trying to serve the Lord this week, and maybe for anybody at First Baptist Pontotoc that wants to tune in and hear their pastor. But, um, you know, if you think about it, even Nehemiah being called to come to the wall, Ken, you talk about an amateur. He was a professional cupbearer for right? the king. No, but he yes. was an, he was an amateur wall builder. And I wonder how many Christians today are scattered on mission, doing what they know how to do, and God taps them on the shoulder and said, "Right, but I need to take you to another level. I want to use you for this." And we're tempted to look at the Lord and say, "Oh, but I'm not qualified for that." You know, <laughs> yes, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. I, no I, doubt. I, no I, doubt. I signed up. I signed up singing the choir. I didn't sign up to lead worship in the youth group. You know, I, I signed. Up, you know, I signed up to, to come and try to support the church and be and hold the door. I didn't sign up to be a Sunday school teacher. I wonder how many of our brothers and sisters scattered on mission. God's tapping in the shoulder. You know, you said no. I signed up to be a faithful witness in the middle school. I did not sign up to witness to my best friend, right? That's but exactly God, right. the Holy Spirit's tapping on you, going, I know, but I'm ready to call you to the next level. And so I'm thinking about all these guys that Nehemiah motivates to build the wall. How they were, you know, amateur wall builders, but professionals at something else. However, God's called them to collaborate. But you, man, he started. It was Nehemiah, professional cupbearer, but a, a novice. But that's the exciting part, right? Because you don't know. I mean, you're really living on the edge, and you're really living kind of beyond your comfort zone. Right on. And where God, you got to show up because I can't do this on my own. And that's really a life worth living. Holy Spirit dependence. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just you know, part of that. I mean, just just keeps on. You got you got to be determined. You know, the, the next chapter, chapter four. I mean, it goes on and on and on. It just really spells out. You got to have skin in the game. Chapter five. You yeah. got, I mean, it's just um, you're going to have to step into opposition. Chapter six. Yes, indeed. And in, in, in chapter seven about leadership. It's never about the task at hand, right? And we right. talked about this over lunch. It's never about the task at hand. It is always about the people. Always has been about people. Always will be about people. Right. And, you know, bringing up that next generation that may be older than you, but still bringing up that next group of people to take the charge. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me. You, you follow Jesus around in Mark's gospel with the disciples when they start to have their discussion about who gets to be at the right, who gets to be at the left. And yeah. Jesus redefines leadership for the Christian for the Christian community. He says, listen, if you want to be great in the kingdom, be the servant of all. But I just I want to point out that throughout the Bible, there are great leaders that are embodying that Jesus-style leadership um, even before he clearly defined it for us so well in Mark chapter 10. And Nehemiah is one of those guys. You know, no when, he finishes the wall, did a great job, and and then he's appointed as a governor eventually. But while he's the governor, you know, they bring him his huge allotment of food, and and he and he says no. I mean, he's not there to consume the resources. He's there to bless the people. He doesn't use his leadership as a personal advantage for him to siphon money, wealth, or status from the people that he's leading. But that was allotted to him. Absolutely. It, absolutely, he could have he used it. Absolutely. Every right, and so I, I guess I see in Nehemiah this beautiful picture of a sacrificial leader. No doubt, you know um, that Christ perfectly embodies in the New Testament. And I just want to push our people who are leading, you know, from First Baptist Pontotoc and from Carterville. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the body of Christ who's out there leading this week for Jesus' sake, man, 
lead sacrificially. It's not about you. It's about how you can how you can use your influence to build God's kingdom. Build up somebody. A follow a Twitter follow a, a, a Twitter account that says one day you're going to die, and that's all it says every day. One right. day you're going to die. If we're going to live a life worth living, we got to remember that the clock's ticking. Amen. Yeah, we talked about judgment uh, very recently at Carterville on a Sunday morning, and from I don't know if anybody in the church, you know, I don't know what they thought when they walked out of the sermon, but I can tell you their pastor walked out very focused. <laughs> I mean, I, it, was one, it was one of those. It was one of those sermons that I don't know if it, I don't know how the congregation felt about it, but man, it worked on me before I got to deliver sure. it to them. Sure, so, it always does. Hey Ken, I love you. Thanks for making love some time too, for man. our church family. Man. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Yeah. Well, man, I hope God will be doing great things at First Baptist Pontotoc. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to hear the good news. Thank you. Vice versa. All right, love you, bud.